How do we stop and notice that incredible, holy things happen to us every day? My name is Rabbi Lauren Holtzblatt, and this is Awake, Finding the Holy in the Everyday. When you listen, I hope you'll take a few minutes to pause, to open yourself to the possibility that holiness, connection, and presence are around us all of the time. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having a good week. I love podcasts, as you can probably tell from my love of making one. And this week I was listening to a podcast called The Hidden Brain, which is um, done by the, by the journalist Shankar Vedantam. And he was interviewing a philosopher named William Irvine. And Irvine was talking about how ancient Stoics dealt with minimizing pain and maximizing joy in life. So in those moments of hardship that we come upon, how do we basically cultivate joy and resilience in our life? And he gave this beautiful formula, which I want to give to you today, which is do what you can with what you have right now. Do what you can with what you have right now. And I started thinking through this as a Jewish practice, which is something I'm intimately related to, and what it means to cultivate not living in the constant upset of what was or what we are missing, things that cause us constant suffering, but being aware of what is here right now. And I kept coming back to this concept that the rabbis gave to us that we should be saying a hundred blessings a day. Now, most of us probably don't get to that hundred. Um, and what did the rabbis tell us to bless? They they weren't talking about every day having some incredible, redemptive, the most joyful moment of your life and blessing that a hundred times a day. What they really were talking about were mundane things that we give a blessing over every day. So let me give you an example of some of them. Waking up in the morning and opening one's eyes and saying, for giving sight to the blind, or standing up out of bed and blessing God and saying, one who blesses me to straighten those who are bent over, or putting on your coat as you go out into the, these days, frigid air and saying, right? thanking God for giving clothing the naked. Things that are mundane sort of parts of our lives that would just pass us by if we didn't bless them and notice that there's something special. I think of this often before I put food or drink into my mouth of, wow, here's my sustenance. Like what could this water feel like if I gave it a blessing? right? If I, if I give it a blessing before I consume it and I pause to recognize that there's something beautiful and blessed in honestly this pretty mundane thing. And that I think was the rabbi's way of cultivating um, the blessing of what is right now, cultivating gratitude and allowing us also to tap into what I want to call mundane joy 
it's not the joy that we experience before an event we've been waiting a year for, or, you know, think about a wedding or a bar bat mitzvah or a significant birthday or um, retirement, right? Those things that take us a long time to prepare for and come, come and go, right? Come once and then go. But this is the gratitude of the everyday. And the idea of blessing the mundane is to bless what you have with what you can right now, right? There's a cup of water, bless it. You opened your eyes this morning, bless it. You have a coat, bless it, right? All of these things that are the natural course of the everyday. And so I decided to dip into the mundane this week and to pull out three sort of mundane things that have brought me enormous joy this week. And to share those and to hope that in your week ahead, you can find some of those mundane things that we can bring blessing and awareness to, to help us be resilient in this difficult time and to help us figure out how to cultivate a joy that is maybe not ecstatic joy, but a joy and a gratitude in the mundane, in the everyday. So here are three examples from my week. The first example is um, we have a dog. Um, he's our pandemic dog. Uh, we inherited him from my mother-in-law as a as a gift, um, and he's just a great guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. His name is Alvin, and um, I um, on my day off, um, I will take him on long walks in the woods and. Um, one of the things that has become a routine for me is once I usually take him in the middle of the day. So when nobody's there and I won't bother anybody else, because what I like to do is to just take him off the leash and let him run free and walking into the woods with a dog on a leash and undoing the leash and seeing him just take off. And he will never go too far because he's, <laughs> he's frightened of losing me, <laughs> which is a great quality. So I'm not afraid that he's going to run away. Um, and to just see him bounding into the woods, you know, seeing the sun hit his fur and the joy on his face and just running towards freedom is something that just weekly brings me immense joy. I chuckle to myself every time I see it and it just makes me happy. <laughs> That's one. Two is um, very simple making making sourdough bread. I love to make it. And I've stopped keeping my own sourdough starter in my house because I was making sourdough every week during the pandemic and um, it was not helping the waistline. So <laughs> I got rid of my own starter. And a few days ago, I thought, you know, I miss making bread. I'm going to just make it for this week. And I didn't have any starter. And those of you who are bakers know that it takes about seven days to make your own starter. So I thought, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make my own starter because I'm not really making this on a weekly basis. But my dear friend who lives up the street, I know keeps starter in her fridge. And so I called her up and I said, you know, can you spare some of your starter for me? And she said, sure, I'm going to leave it on the porch. And she left me a little jar of starter on the porch and I came home, baked a beautiful sourdough that we just enjoyed. 
And there is something about that, right, in this time where it's hard to be connected with people in person because hopefully this this surge of Omicron is going to be over soon. But to be able to share a meal in some way from a distance, knowing that I could use something from her home to feed my family was just a gift of connection that felt mundane in many ways, but also magical. And the third thing is probably something you've experienced um, in these past weeks, um, finding COVID tests the mid-December to the end of December was was a difficult thing. And with the ramp up of, of making tests available, we have been able to take advantage of our local public library, Cleveland Park, and to walk down there basically daily, bringing our ID and being able to get free antigen tests that have made um, gathering possible with close family and friends. And um, this past week, my son came home from school and the school let us know that he had had, um, he had been in contact with someone who had COVID. And while he was not asked to um, quarantine, we were supposed to get him a, a PCR test by this Wednesday. And oh, I just felt kind of annoyed by it, <laughs> the feeling of like, oh, now I've got to call the doctor and do a telehealth appointment and then take him to get tested before 7 a.m. And it was kind of like running through this annoyance in my head and thinking, you know, this it's just, it's hard. Of course, we're going to do it. We, you know, we want to keep everybody safe. And then I remembered that at my local public library, they were handing out PCR tests. And I walked down and I picked one up. I brought it home. I swabbed his nose. I registered it with, you know, the, the DC website. I walked back down and dropped it in the box. And the next day I had the PCR results. And that something I know for me was simple, and I know it's not simple when thinking about local and national government and pandemic response, but the idea that I could, you know, basically get a result that would help with public health in a way that was free and available um, definitely reminds me of my privilege, I will say that, um, to be able to walk to the library, to have the tests available. But so many of us that have lived through this pandemic and know how hard testing has been and at moments has been very inaccessible. The joy that I found in this simple act of walking down the street and being able to find out whether, you know, he had been affected, he was negative, just brought me an immense amount of joy, which maybe that one is less mundane, but, um, you know, in the scheme of life, being able to see testing as something mundane really felt like a huge hurdle that we've overcome in parts of this country. I know not everywhere. So those are my three. I want to wish you the opportunity to sit and to think about what your mundane joy is today, this week, daily. How are you feeling your emotional, spiritual space with cultivating that mundane joy and bringing blessing constantly into your life. Wishing you a good week. Thank you so much for listening. Before I go, you can always check out more episodes at addisisrael.org slash awake.
or on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to hit subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a review to let us know you like the show. It helps us to get the word out. Finally, you can email us at awake at addisisrael.org to give feedback about the show. Let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Thank you for listening, and I'm wishing you a holy encounter this week. Thank you.